From the Beantown Athletic Studio in Boston, this is the Danny Picard Show, Thursday, May 18th, 2017. Today's show is presented by Beantown Athletics, your number one source for screen printing and embroidery. Go to BeantownAthletics.com right now to get a free quote for your customized apparel. Today's show is also presented by DraftKings. You can play for free at DraftKings.com by using my promo code PIC. That's P-I-C. At DraftKings, every day is a brand new season, especially during the Major League Baseball season, and it's easy. Just fill out your lineup, two starting pitches, three outfielders, and the rest of your infield, and then just follow the action live on your DraftKings app. Now, I don't play regular fantasy baseball anymore. This season is just way too long because I'm looking to get my reward right away. I consider myself a pretty good fantasy baseball player, so I don't want to have to wait until the end of the season to get my money at DraftKings. That's not an issue. You can put together a different lineup every single day with a chance to win big every single night, and there is a new DraftKings baseball feature. you got to check this out. It's called Arcade Mode, where you only pick five hitters and one pitcher, and you're going to love the point system on this one. So... DraftKings baseball, it's where it's at this summer, and it's not just baseball. DraftKings has something for everybody, even right now, during the Stanley Cup playoffs and NBA playoffs. So what are you waiting for? Go to DraftKings.com right now, or download their app and play for free by using my promo code PIC. That's P-I-C. Welcome to the show on this Thursday afternoon. I bring in... Comedian Will Noonan, who's in studio today. What's up, Will? What's up, Denny? How you What's doing? What's going buddy? on? You play DraftKings? Oh, uh, you know, I've I've dabbled with it. In You've the past. dabbled? Yeah, I'm not I'm not great at uh. I mean, I'm pretty good at fantasy sports. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I'm I'm lucky that way. But uh, you know, I'm a busy guy, and uh, but I I did I won a couple bucks on DraftKings. There you go. In the day, and uh, you know, I spent it on spent it on good times, you ladies, did. ladies, <laughs> beverages. <laughs> <laughs> Look, everybody, if you win, you're an adult. You can do whatever you want. Whatever you want with the money. With, with the winnings. Um, That'd be great if they were like, you can only buy nice things. No, you can buy whatever you want. It's your money. Yeah, well, people who want to win, use my promo code to do it. Win for free. Some people say, well, if I use your promo code, does that mean I can't win? Uh, no, you can no. still win. It yeah. doesn't matter. You just get to play for free you're right away. With house money. That's right. You're playing with my money, yeah, essentially. Pick. Pick bucks. Yeah. P-I-C <laughs> is the promo code. So, Will, what's going on? It's so hot today. Dude. Uh, 95 degrees. I'm not going to complain too much because I'd rather have this weather than have to go shovel. That's true. My car out after the show. Like, I, I but, this is what I'd rather have. Right now, I would just prefer not to go from, like, 45 degrees to 95. Like, yeah, there's got to be some little, middle ground to get us through. transition would be nice. There's got to be a bridge from 45 to 95. I also am, I would take this over shoveling, but I would take, like, you know, no shoveling and it being cold over this. Like, I don't mind the cold weather. It's just the ice and the snow and the bad driving that I hate. Mm. But 95 and... It's not even so bad yet because it's the humidity hasn't really kicked in yet. So I'm not I'm not going to complain too well, much either. Well, we just hit record on the show here at Beantown Athletics in my studio. We built a great studio, but there's one thing we didn't really think of, and that was uh, the ventilation system. Whether it's in you know heat in the winter or air conditioning in the summer. Yeah. This place turns into a legit solarium when the shades are open. <laughs> That's why we have the shades closed. And yeah. it's, it's it's dark in here right now. It's but dark. it's it's a little cool. And you know, when we really get into this podcast by the middle of it, 
we're both going to be sweating our balls off. I'm starting to feel it already. And yeah. It's, once the energy gets once going. To, well, the equipment gets fired up. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it does get a little bit hotter in here. Yeah. But, um, so we'll, we'll try to move it along. But I just wanted to throw out my apologies to you if, if we're in here sweating a little bit. But you brought your iced coffee. I brought an iced coffee. And the biggest water I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, and I brought that. I, I might not even drink it, but I just didn't want to leave it in my car. Because if I go back to in my car. It's going to be no good. It's going to be a thousand. You it's can't gonna be boiled. That. You can't drink that. So what do you got going on? Again, people, go to willnoonan.com. Check out his Hypothetically podcast. Subscribe to that right now. You are in Nashua, New Hampshire this Saturday night, May 20th at 8 o'clock. Chunkies. At a place called Chunky's Cinema. Yeah, it's awesome. It's a movie theater, but they do uh, they do pro wrestling at this movie theater. Really? They do comedy. They do live performances. They, it's a, it's not your typical kind of movie theater. It's like one of those ones where they have like uh, big comfy seats and they bring waiters and waitresses. You can drink booze and all that stuff. So they just build a stage in front of the screen and we go up there and rip comedy. That's pretty jokes. cool. It's actually really fun. Like uh, I've done movie theaters in the past. That aren't fun, but they they do it right up there. What's the coolest place you've ever done stand up at? You know, probably. Like, this, is there one thing that jumps out to you right away when I ask that question? Yeah, there's a couple. Uh, probably two pop into mind. I did uh, the what do you call it? it? Used to be Great Woods. Now it's like the Xfinity Center. Mm-hmm. It's had a couple different names. It's yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, Twitter, Tweeter. Remember that? The Tweeter the, Center. Tweeter Center. But I did like the second stage there for Oddball, and it was like one of the coolest things because it was like two. 2,500 people or something like that. like, And that place was filled for you? Filled. That's awesome. The out, Not the like main stage, but there was no one playing on the main stage. Like We were off to the side, but it was like it was the biggest crowd I think I've ever performed for, and it was daytime, which is normally bad, but for some reason it was great, and you could see every. It was crazy. And then just a couple weeks ago, I did the Schubert Theater in Boston. No which shit. Was, which was also like probably one of the coolest. That's cool. Those, those kind of places are always cool. New England's like filled with like – you know, these old, like, fucking huge theaters and, like, you know, f- like, Barbara Streisand's name from, like, 1965 is, like, graffitied on the wall and stuff <laughs> like that. And, you know, there's a lot of a lot of history in these places. Danny, I go in and I fucking talk about, you know, my gay brother and, and my dick and uh, all kinds of things. <laughs> and you were just talking about those things in Salty recently. You, you've you been doing Oh, yeah. And every Monday. Right on Broadway. Every Monday I'm at Capo's on Okay. Uh, they just, on, they, on they, I... I should, I should get a free dinner now you from them. You probably will. I won't. Come hang with me on a Monday. I get a free What's, dinner. Is it every Monday? Every Monday. I've done four in a row. We're going to keep it going, I think. We're, we're, we're like, signed through. You're now, you know what you are now? What? You're certified yuppie. <laughs> You're a, a mainstay on, on the, the new bars at West Broadway. Am I, though? I, yeah. went, on, I went on and caught now a you selfie. Are, yeah. I went yeah on especially the... if you're getting a paycheck with that <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, you yeah. You know what's funny, though? I ran into my cousin, Linda, who's like... Old school Southie, mm-hmm. and uh, I ran into her on the street at the stoppage shop, and I was like, "You got to come to this Capitals show." It's Which great. used to be called Flanagan's, and by she, the way. I'm yeah. sure she calls it Flanagan's still. She was like, "It's Yuppie Central down there." <laughs> I go there. I, she goes, "I look at Yuppies. I get mad." I go, "You must be mad all the fucking time because uh, they're everywhere." I mean, look. Some people take that term and they think it's like this derogatory phrase. Yeah. Uh, you know, the way I look at it is it just it, it's a phrase to distinguish the people who are, are originally from Salty and who aren't. That's and, it. And I, I mean, that's just the way that's the way we distinguish it. I mean, it, 
I know we knock West Broadway and, and the way yeah. it looks now compared to the way it used to look, but let's be honest. West Broadway is a – the lower end is a much nicer place now than it was 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, and there's still plenty okay? of – I mean, believe me, I've been walking to Capos four weeks in a row, and uh, I've seen plenty of scumbags on the streets. But even, and, the, uh... but even the point. Like, I'm from the point. <laughs> you know, I'm from the point. I'm, and, and it's – you know, the, some of the establishments that, that are being built and, yeah. and put around there – you know, also can make some of those pots nicer places as well. So I don't. I only say that to distinguish, you know, people who are originally from Salty yeah, and, yeah. and people who are not. Um, I'm caught but, right between but the two worlds. But there's a. I think there's a bigger issue. There's a bigger issue in Salty than than that. Okay. What is it? Uber drivers. Oh wow. Uber. And Lyft. Lyft. I see oh a now, lot but now of you Lyft. can you can apparently do both. Now they have to put stickers on their windows. Yeah. You can apparently do both. Yeah, you can always. Yeah. I mean, which does. doesn't. I mean, are they are they in it together? Like Uber and Lyft, are they in it together? No, I mean, you can't do both simultaneously, but you can kind of bop back and forth. I think. But what's the what's the difference? Oh, I know. Lyft, you can get a tip. Uh, you can Uber, the Uber. They Uber, do not let you tip. They do not. Let, I mean, I don't. They do not allow it. I, I don't know. We've already done the whole tipping thing, right? Yeah. We've already had that show. We don't want to do that bit again. Tipping sucks. Um, <laughs> You know, as a form of valet driver. My new problem is, what do I tip the guy who delivers legal weed to me? Because <laughs> they charge a twenty. Do they have an app for that? Yeah, they have an app. Well, it's not an app, but you can get. There's a new. There's our new thing. You can get. Let's like, create the app. I'm trying to get them to, to deliver marijuana door to door. I'm trying to get them to sponsor my uh, podcast or something. But I've been getting weed delivered legally. Uh, it's all by the book. But the guy comes. <laughs> it's a twenty dollar fee, right? So at first I'm giving him like ten bucks. How does this explain to me how this works? Well, Can, are you allowed to explain? I this don't to have me? a medical card, right? Okay. But in Massachusetts, mm-hmm. you're allowed to make a donation to a dispensary as, as to support the cause, and then they, as a gift, give you marijuana for free. You know, for free. And they deliver it to your yeah. to your door. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, hey. Here's a T-shirt. It costs eighty-five dollars. It comes with some free weed. <laughs> Sometimes they're like, "Hey, the bag what? it comes in is eighty bucks. The weed is free because no one can sell weed legally. Sure, but you can, but you can give it to someone legally. But this is just a way for them to sell it. It is, yeah, it is. But they also sell to people who are medical, who have medical cards. So are you taking advantage of the system? Is I'm, that what this I'm is? I'm trying to get my medical card, but. You want to talk about taking advantage. They're trying to take advantage of me, buddy. It's a fucking cash grab getting these goddamn medical cards. You got to go see a a special doctor. He wants money. What do they say to you in these meetings? I've never been. I haven't gone to see the doctor yet. You haven't tried? Or they haven't accepted you? I haven't tried. It's a ton of paperwork and crap like that. So I'm like, well, if I can get it anyway. Mm. So (laughs) So, next delivery you have, your issue is what are you going to tip? Yeah, it's been a thing. It's been a point of contention between me and my buddy because we usually order together. And I was like, "Oh, let's give the guy an extra ten bucks or something." And then ten bucks. He was that, like, that seems to be a pretty big tip. He was like, "Well, there's a well. I mean, we're ordering like hundred and fifty dollars worth of shit. You know, if you're gonna do fifteen percent, twenty percent, gets even higher than that." Or do you just look at it like the standard delivery rate? Like if you were gonna order a buffalo chicken sub, kinda. Well, that's it's that's what I'm saying. We're in a new world. We don't know. So my, sure. my buddy's I'm, like, this is news to me. My, I have no idea how to react to this. My buddy's like, they charge twenty bucks to deliver it to you. That's the that's the tip. Huh. And I'm like, no, nah, man, that's probably split between him and like his boss, or maybe not. Maybe just the boss. Uh, maybe that twenty bucks is like, I don't know. So 
I don't know. And then and then it's not, it's not always the same guy. So I tip the girl deliver delivery guy, delivery girl, <laughs> the girl delivery guy. I tipped her like ten bucks, and then the next guy, I didn't ha- I had the exact amount. I didn't have any extra stuff, so I just gave it to him, and he gave me a look like no tip. <laughs> yeah, like you only tip broads. What's up? So you know? I mean, it's that's getting us off topic, but yeah, it's I don't I've never tipped an Uber driver. You're not supposed to though. No, right? I always thought that was part of the deal. Yeah, but Lyft they say tips a. a I just a welcome. I only know because I heard like one of those ads that were like drive for Lyft. Like we're the better people to drive for. You can work whenever you want, and we ask for tips. And like, and you're allowed to get tips. That was like part of their oh. thing. Yeah. So now they do both. They put the Uber and the Lyft. But here's the problem. I have a feeling when you go into a an interview, do you go for an interview for Lyft or Uber? You must, oh, yeah, right? You must. When you go for There's an a interview, place on um, Morrissey Boulevard. Uh, I'm convinced. You're right. There is. Yeah. I'm convinced. This is the interview process. They sit you down. And they look at you, and they see that you have a license, and they ask you this question. Do you think, when you're behind the wheel, and you're driving around the streets, especially the streets of Southie, do you think you're the only person on the road? <laughs> and if they answer the question, yes, I, I, I handle myself behind the wheel as yeah. if I am the only person on the road, they say, congratulations, you're our newest driver for <laughs> I Uber believe that. Because that. that's how they handle themselves. It's just they pull over wherever they... You know what? They don't pull over. They just stop in the middle of the road. All the time. And if you're driving down West Broadway, that's the worst because you have... L I mean, is always... I'm always sitting behind. And you know what the worst thing is with the Uber? Is like they don't know where they're really going. They're waiting for the drunk chick in the back to back. That's my place! <laughs> right? So it's like you're driving behind a guy. You're not even tailgating him. Yeah. But he slams the brakes in front of like uh-huh. the three family like on L Street. And you're like, fuck! And then two drunk chicks come out, and of course they're coming out both sides, so you can't like even go around. Well, it's also the problem is they have these big fucking phones right in their face, yeah, like blocking their vision. Yeah, I saw a guy watching a fucking movie on it. The, I was behind him. I'm looking. I'm at a light. I'm like, what? And like he was stopped at the light. He hits play. Wow. I'm like, what is he doing? This yeah. is the problem here, folks. I got to admit, I've done that with uh, WWE pay per views before. <laughs> I've put him so right you, on the you, dash. Right, well, I mean, driving around late on a Sunday night, you must be one of the only people on the road. I drive around That's different. a lot. Yeah. Talking about like a Tuesday afternoon, I've actually sat in traffic on K Street, Will. Yeah. All right? On these small little one-way streets. I've seen it. There's now traffic on these streets, and it's because of Uber. Yeah. And Lyft now, apparently. I know, and it's kind of annoying. It's become I, – I don't take them because I have my own car, but it's annoying to me how people like – just take an Uber. Just take an Uber. You know? I'm like, I fucking, I don't, I'm not part of this. Don't force your stupid shit on me. I like taking cars. Mm. I like to drive my own car. Or maybe, maybe take a taxi cab. Like an old-fashioned motherfucker. Yeah. You know? But the problem is there is that you call it and it takes forever to get to you. I have. That's where you can hit the Uber or the yeah. Lyft and it's right there. It tells you how long, you know, it's four minutes away. Yeah. It's like, here's how much time I have. Yeah. You'll probably be here sooner than that. I, I know. To be honest. I know a lot of comedians who've like done it for just a couple weeks and then been like, "Fuck this!" <laughs> like, it's too much. It's not enough money for the amount of work you get. Every and then you you know it's it's you're eventually gonna pick up like an ex girlfriend or something who's like, "Hi, <laughs> Don. What's up? Oh my god, I thought you were gonna go back to realty school." <laughs> uh, no, just making a couple extra bucks. <laughs> yeah, you um, know, my mom's sick. <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah, let's get off. Yeah, yeah, you're in West Broadway doing your. Oh, yeah, Capos. Every Comedy Monday. Routine, it's been so. going really good. Uh, it's been a mix of... It's been a lot of yuppies coming, but it's been a mix. We've gotten some old school Southie types. Uh, well, maybe you get some more now. 
Yeah, we're getting you know, a lot. We'll throw it out there in the show. Maybe, who knows? Maybe I'll get a free chicken palm dinner or something. I, don't I went on Cotton Southie to talk about on their podcast. Oh, yeah? And uh, they brought some people in. Yeah, I mean, we're not here to promote other podcasts. Why aren't podcasts. you going to go on that? Why don't you go on that show, Danny? <laughs> we're not here to promote other podcasts. <laughs> Hypothetically okay. with Will Newton. Um, you listen to WTF with Mark Maron? <laughs> Get any more? <laughs> I'm sure they get a podcast there at Bean Town that they sneak in when I'm they gone. They probably do. They huh? probably do. It's probably called uh, the Skates Ain't Gonna Sharpen Themselves. No, that's probably what <laughs> it is. The podcast. Uh, P couldn't join us today. He's out there. They're screen printing. He's and working. It's and hot. Embro- and embroidering. Is that what they're? Is that what you call? They're it? working hard it's, out there. It's it's probably a lot cooler out there than it is in here. <laughs> I'm starting to get. Uh, you know. I know. I'm feeling I'm it. I'm starting to feel it. Like it's yeah. starting to. So let's let's get to the. Let's get to the Sports. the meat of this show, <laughs> shall we? Right. Let's get to the main the main meal, the main course. That's the Celtics and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Eastern Conference Finals began last night on Wednesday night. Game one at the TD Garden. The Celtics got their asses kicked. They also shit their pants yeah. very early in this game. Yeah. The Cavaliers win game one, one seventeen to one hundred four. My prediction coming in was Celtics can win two. I think they're good enough to win two in this series. I picked Cavaliers in six. I thought they'd split at home. I thought they even could split in Cleveland. Series tied at two, going to game five, coming back here to, at the Garden. Yeah. And then LeBron would have one of those 45-point performances. They go back to Cleveland and close it out in six games. Yeah. How did you feel coming into the series? Honestly, I kind of – I think I got a little bit ahead of myself. I, can't, I got a little bit of like a – just became a fanboy, and I was like, this team can do anything. You know what I mean? Like – Kelly Olynyk scoring 26. Isaiah's dropping 50 in the playoffs. Like, I think anything is possible now. Like, my buddy texted me. He was like, how many games do you think we can take from the Cavs? I'm like, I think we can take it all, dude. I think we can get the Cavs in five games, six games, and then we'll take the Warriors down. We can do anything. That was before I watched last night's game. <laughs> then when I'm watching last night's game, I'm like, maybe I was a little bit pie in the sky on this because mm. there's something about – I mean, all through the season and into the playoffs, watching this Celtics team, I've always felt like they're really good, but there's like a weird sort of like spastic passing, a lot of turnovers, a lot of like late passes, a lot of passes in the air, a lot of shots to passes. And when they, the ner- more nervous they get about a lead or something like that, they start chucking the ball around more and more. And they were doing that in the first quarter yesterday, and I was like, oh, man, this is not this is not looking good. Well, one thing we've learned, at least in the playoffs here with the Celtics team, and I think you can go back to game three against Chicago, where they the Celtics trailed two games to none. And I know yeah. a lot of talk was about Rondo got hurt, and, you know, <laughs> yeah. if he stayed healthy with the Celtics have even won. I don't necessarily know that that was the difference, because I think if you're saying Rondo was the biggest difference, sure, he had, he had a couple good games to begin that series, but let's... You know, let's not make Rondo out to be one of the best players in the NBA. Let's not do that. And what's his name? His replacement played pretty well, too. Canaan or whatever his name uh, was. His, it was a difference, though. The difference was the <laughs> Celtics came out in Game 3, and they hit their shots. It seems yeah. like a simple analysis, but they did. You know, Avery Bradley hit a couple big threes. Al yeah. Horford hit a couple big threes. Crowder hit a couple big threes to begin the game. And it was one of those games where, all right, Isaiah Thomas was driving and dishing, but those guys, those secondary guys, as I call them, because I think anyone else... Other than Isaiah Thomas is a secondary guy. That's what I consider him to be. Those secondary guys were hitting their shots. And I think when this team doesn't hit those shots early, especially if they would have come out last night and hit their shots early, the place would have been rocking oh, yeah. right away. I think they would have had confidence. They lost the confidence early. Yeah. And on top of it, LeBron, who had like two months to prepare for the series because <laughs> he's sitting back on a beach chair, yeah. right? I, you know... Those guys were just itching to get out here and play again. Yeah. Once it looked like they were doing things and you couldn't stop them, 
it just you lose all the confidence. The building isn't the same. Yeah. It's a different game, and it ended up looking like two teams that were in different leagues. It looked like the Cavaliers yeah. were in a different league than the Celtics last night. That's how it looked. I agree with you there. I will. I will say. I, I thought watching it though. I thought the fans stayed in it. Better. No, they did. I'm not. I th- no, but I'm it's just not the same. Better than I expected. You know what I mean? I was watching. And I was like, oh, they're gonna start losing. And going into the fourth quarter, the f- we were still down 20 almost or 17, and the fans were still. F- uh, or maybe we had it cut down to like almost 10 at the fourth quarter. Uh, the fourth I want to say it was like 15, yeah, 16. We had a there. big, the Celtics got a big third quarter. But the but the crowd was going apeshit, and I'm like, wow, you know, you might not, you probably wouldn't see this in Washington. Half the crowd would probably already be gone. Sure. You know what I mean? So that's cool. But yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And it's it's like J- when Jay Crowder and Avery Brad- Bradley are making three pointers, the team plays well. Mm-hmm. When, when Jay Crowder is uh, bricking them out. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's freaked out. I could go. By the way, this is my biggest beef with Jay Crowder. Cut your fucking hair. There's a why. There's statistical analysis. Uh, no, I li- see that I, guys with long certain hair. Certain guys can get away with it. I think no, he's dude. one that can. Would you like? All right. I, here's all right, even all right. when, Let me just ask. Right. If we're gonna go, you and me are gonna go play basketball. Yeah. All right, like one on one. All right. On a day. On a not even a day like today. Seventy. We'll call it perfect perfect, weather. Perfect conditions. Up M Street Park. Yeah, go. You have, I'm playing in regular, no hat, no nothing. You're wearing four winter hats. Do you think you're going to have a great game with those four (laughs) winter hats on? Or do you think you're going to play better without those four winter hats on? Because that's what that dude's carrying around. Well, wait a minute. That way. And here's what I'll tell you, though. (laughs) I'll tell you, how long have I been playing with four winter hats? Have I been playing the last six years with them? Because <laughs> now I'm ready to. Now it, it's not an issue. You think so? I think yeah. I think it. I, I there's someone did some. Um, someone did some number work on like Crowder with long hair and with short hair, and his numbers were better with short Come hair. Come on, it's I'm telling you. That's stupid. I think it's weighing him down. I think no, it can't. I, that's I, foolish. I, I mean, I'm not just Crowder. I I, I say this about all NBA players uh-huh. with like hair that gets in their eyes or gets in like I'm like. Fucking deal with your hair, man. You're a pro athlete. I don't go on stage with food in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and start talking to people and go, oh, no, I always have food in my mouth. try that one time. You know? <laughs> There's only one instance where I look at someone whose hair got in his way of his performance and, and fact it in. And it, Roman uh, Reigns. Shawn <laughs> <laughs> Michaels, WrestleMania 21. By the way, you see my super kick on Pete? It was good. Was that a good super kick or what? It was. It's one of the hardest ones to do, I think. Uh, his, he's icing his jaw right now. You can <laughs> see him back there. Yeah, he's he's limping around. Um, we'll get back to that. Yeah, we'll yeah. get back to that. But who? One one person whose hair got in his way. Golovkin fought Le, this guy Lemieux. Mm. I think it was David Lemieux. Probably, I want to say two three years ago. And Lemieux was like this heavy hitter, middleweight, was a knockout artist, and so was Golovkin. And this was really Lemieux's big test. And I think there was some people giving him a chance. Because he was actually, you know, he was bringing to the table what Golovkin brought to the table, which was the opportunity to come up with an early knockout because he he threw a heavy hand. But he had this stupid fucking haircut that was in his way, and he kept having to, like, shake his head. You're fighting the number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world who's a knockout artist, and you have to... They were saying it on the broadcast. They would go to Harold Letterman, and he's like, well, let me tell you something, Jim. (laughs) Let me tell you something, Jim. I just don't understand why he is not cutting his hair before this fight it's in his eyes i don't know what he's doing i got golovkin after three i'm telling you i think it's i think about it all I, those are the kind of things comedians think of when they watch sports you know we get into the weird minutiae of shit and i'm like yeah it drives me crazy watching a guy like uh, it used to bother me with nash it bothered me with robin lopez even even though his hair kind of like froed out 
I'd be like, dude, that's got to be like weighing you down or at least making you hot. It's but that's different. If you have to take any moment of time during a, an event yeah. and, and pull your hair back but behind your ears, that's a different story. Crowder doesn't have to do that. Mm. It's up in the that's ponytail true. chair. It's, My a, thing it's not Crowder, in his eyes. It's, so it's fine. To me, I'm, I have no problem with that. I think he'd make more threes. His, no, his balance would be better. His balance would be better. <laughs> <laughs> but if – I would love if we got a call from Jay. <laughs> Uh, guys, I'm not cutting my hair, <laughs> and my three-point shooting has nothing to do with it, and which I don't think it does. I, but but yeah. if crowd is hitting those threes, again, back to how this team can begin a game. They have to come out in game two, and they have to hit those shots. I think it's as simple as that. Yeah. Because if they don't, and Cleveland is doing this thing where, look, LeBron toyed with the Celtics last night to the point where he was calling for a screen from a different guy every single possession. Yeah. To where he was basically picking who he wanted to go one on one against, yeah, and, and he, there was one point he gets up against, he goes up against Olenek, and he like starts dribbling and like oh, shaking no. his head, laughing. It, it was, was hard. It was a little embarrassing. It yeah, re- it reminded me of when I'm like three fourths of the way through a 2K17 season, and I'm like, my team, I've drafted, all, you know, I've got the best team ever, and no one can touch me, and I'm just up 30 points, and now I'm like, maybe I'll try and do three alley oops in a row. <laughs> And you hit him. And I hit him. And you crush him. And I crush him. It seemed like a video game last night. But game yeah. two, here's the deal. Cel- the Celtics are a six-point dog at home for game two. The Celtics were a four-point dog at home for game one. I thought the Celtics would show up and give a fight to the point where maybe, you know, they would be able to steal one. I think they still can steal one at home. I think the Celtics come out. They hit their shots out of the gate in game two. The place is rocking. I think they keep the game close at halftime to the point where this is a team that we know will fight. You get to the fourth quarter. That's IT's time. You got the building even louder than it was in game one. Yeah. And I think you can steal one at home and you go back to Cleveland tied at one. I don't think you can consider me a green teamer for saying that. I think this is the t- I'm, I'm providing the type of analysis for a Celtics team whose identity is what? <laughs> what is a Celtics identity? What, they continue to fight. They will yeah. battle. You know, Marcus Smart the other day after the game called himself the junkyard dog. Oh, right, I like that. He's a hound dog. I he's like ju- that. We played the junkyard dog. By the way, favorite. The he's one of my favorite guys right now in the world. Marcus Smart. We played the junkyard dog theme music yeah. from old school WWF. Yeah. You ever heard that song? Of course, I know. Grab he's them cakes. My original favorite wrestler, I think, was junkyard. <laughs> what dog. a theme song that is. Yeah. I mean, you listen to that song. It sounds like they're filming a porn <laughs> while they're recording that song. Porn. Speaking of your boss, that we were talking about your boss accent earlier. Porn is one of those words that really sounds great in a Boston accent. Porn. Um, <laughs> sounds kind of like. Well, we were, well, we were talking about it because we were playing the clip yesterday from Felger and Maz. Yeah. Uh, Felger! On 98.5, <laughs> the Sports Hub here in Boston. Also, their simulcast on Comcast Sportsnet New England, um, a TV station and a website that I actually used to work for. And, uh, and you know, I actually, before I was at WEI, mm-hmm. I was at a couple, you know, a handful of other smaller radio stations and... Yeah, but I was a reporter before then, yeah. which I, I don't think a lot of people in the radio business or TV business yeah, even know. I always even thought know. he was a pen and paper. I, I was a reporter. I mean, yeah. I, I've been in this thing for like 10 years, over 10 years. And um, I used to actually, before I went to EEI, when the Sports Hub first started, I did a good amount of hits for them as a phone-in guest. I was even in studio a couple times. My last hit, I think, I was over the phone with Damon Amendolara. It was around the time where, what, I think... The say we were talking about Sagan versus Hall and like oh, who wow. the Bruins could take. Yeah. That was a while ago, right? 
So I haven't, I'm on WEI, I'm on the weekends, right? I have a weekend show on WEI, so I'm not even on the Sports Hub. So for Felger and Maz on the other station to mention yeah. me out of nowhere was, I didn't expect hearing it, and, Shots fired. you know, people were, tell, you know, telling me about it, and there was someone tweeting, yeah. and uh, so I had to, we had to figure it out and find it. We ended up getting our hands on it. It's at the very end of their show yesterday, like, Part of me wishes that they could have done it a little bit earlier. Yeah. Like, why do you got to wait to like a minute and a half left in your fucking show to give me a to give me a shout to give me a mention? Yeah. But he, we'll play the clip for you. We have it right here. But here's the gist of it: they were talking about somehow talking about Boston accents or, or accents in general. Yeah. And Felga was talking about one kid, Billy Lanny, who works for ninety eight five. Who I think, I think I used to work with him at fifteen ten. Way back, okay. I think. I think if this is the same, the same kid. Um, who, by the way, I, I think his Boston accent is actually worse than mine. I don't know it. I don't know his. Um, I, 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 I don't know if he's even on the air. I think oh, yeah. they just talk about him like I mean, I know, I behind mean, the scenes. I think he's a producer me. for one of the shows. Whatever. But so, so Felga talks about him. Says he loves his accent. Then he gives you the butt. There are certain guys that I can't stand. <laughs> and he mentions this kid, yeah. Nick Cattles, who is on their nighttime program, um, who I actually, I don't even, like if he walked in Beantown Athletics right now, I wouldn't even know what he looks like. I've never been in the same room as a kid. In right. fact, I've only heard him a couple times. And I, I have, I actually, don't, I don't really know what type of accent he has. I don't even know if there is one. Yeah. So I like, I listen to him and I'm like, oh, whatever. He's like got a generic He's got a generic voice, a generic <laughs> accent. Like, I'm not hating on it. Yeah. I'm not praising it. I'm, it's just... Just a it's, voice. It's a voice. He's I don't really voice. have an accent He has either. a nice shot. I, I mean, I've listened to him. I'm like, yeah. all right. Um, so, whatever. He mentions, but I, he's like, Felga's like, I can't stand him. I can't stand his accent. And then there's Danny Picard. Yeah. And, and you know, of course, the, the rest of the show, Maz yeah. and Big Jim Murray, they chime in. But Maz chimed in with like a... Oh, please. Yeah. Like, I still don't even know what the fuck that means. <laughs> oh, please. But, but, they, but Felga then says, oh, I love Danny. So I'm a little yeah. confused as to what the meaning of this whole thing was and what the point of the, of the I mention. I love Danny. Don't say anything else. That's what that <laughs> right? means. And, uh, but we'll play the clip for you. And I, I'll, I'll let you react, Will, to this. But here's a clip yesterday. They give me a random mention on the other station in the biggest time slot coming out of the mouth of... The biggest name big in the biz here in this area, Mike Felga. There are a few, you know, I, there's some people who speak in a Boston accent that I think is like, music to my ears. I think it's like a beautiful, like it's a romance language. Like I could listen to Billy Lanny read a grocery list. I mean, it's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. That guy, I like his that. Then there's like uh, Nick Cattles. No. Or Danny Picard, you know. I oh God, please. love Danny. But then there's, but that, like it's a little that, too thick for you. Sometimes. That's the kind of accent. He's from Providence. I don't know if that's a Rhode Island. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's stop it there. Yeah. Providence. I know that. Like, see, see. I, here's what I don't know. That would bother I, me. Wait, by the way, here's what I don't know. Here's <laughs> what I don't know. Is that kid Cattles from Providence? I thought he was coming from like Virginia. It sounds like they're saying you're I, from Providence. I know, which would, which, which is, is not insane. True. Do your homework if that's what you really think. And by the way, you have a Boston accent, so why the fuck? Would you yeah, be from I don't really. I, Where I, are Felger and Maz from? Felger's from like Wisconsin. Yeah, they don't sound. They both Maserati. Sound... I don't know. I think he says he's from Boston, but he's from like a town outside like of Wilmington. the city. <laughs> um, <laughs> can I, but, but can I be honest with oh, yeah. my initial reaction to when I first heard this? Yeah. And, and, you know, I hear people come to me, they're like, oh, you're going to fucking say this, you're going to say, you're going to fire back. Get you're gonna... some tweets. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. 
the, here's what people don't understand. When someone like Mike Felga mentions my name out of nowhere, yeah. like that to me, I take that. That's like, that's a shout. That's out. an honor. That's like, an honor. I, all right, all you right. know what I mean? Yeah, I like it. When, like, I'm honored by that. I like it when people mention me on other podcast, like when they're on a podcast and they're like, "Oh, Noonan did something." They tell a story. So it's nice to be. It's nice to be talked about. Discussed. Yeah, I, I just look. There's some people that will obviously they're listening. Look, there's some people that will will shit on you and say things, but you know that's part of just what they do. And also, it's just some people that I, I mean, I just really don't have time for. And it just yeah. it, it, you just whatever. Like they, that. Those are that. That's what they're gonna do. Felg is on a different level. Like, Felg is the best in the biz. He's the biggest name. For him to just mention me, and I'm not even at his station, and I have nothing to do with that show or that yeah. station, I don't know. I think that's pretty cool. Like, I, I looked I at that. So too. I looked at it as a, as a pretty cool moment, except there were a couple things where I'm like, well, what is he talking about? Because I don't think I sound like the Kid Cattles at all. But he also said he loved me, so I'm confused. Like, <laughs> like d- does, does Felga not like it, or does he like it? And... This is like dating. And why do they care? Like, like, that's why my other thing is like. Does she like me? Does she not like me? <laughs> my other Should thing I is, text her? My Can other I thing wait? is like, why do they even care? You know, this, everybody gets so so caught up in like my accent. It's one of these things like the text lines on radio station. Yeah, that's yeah. like the thing. Or the anonymous tweet. It's like, oh, the accent. It's like, dude, I feel like that's kind you of gotta your get draw, o- You have to get over it. It's one of the things I like people, about you. People got to get over it. You're a boss you sports get over- guy. No, people don't like that I didn't go to Connecticut School of Broadcasting. I didn't. All right? I didn't go to Connecticut School of Broadcasting. <laughs> In fact, I tell people don't go to Connecticut School of Broadcasting unless, you know, you want to come out sounding like everybody else. I mean, if you know, here are the commercials for Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Come to the Connecticut School of Broadcasting where you can learn how to talk like an asshole all the time. Did I say asshole? I meant robot. Let's take a couple examples. Hi, I'll get a medium iced coffee, two cream, two sugars. Yes, I do always talk like I'm on the radio. I went to Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Fuck that. Like I'm, And what people don't understand as well is you know, I began as a reporter. Like, you know, there were there were definitely times in my early stages of uh, early stages of my career, yeah, where I like, you know, I had the podcast. I was trying to break into a couple smaller radio stations while I was still a reporter. I mean, I was writing for the for the Globe, right? Other papers, and you know, people tried to give me this advice. It's like, well, you got to lose the accent. You got to do this. <laughs> you got to do that. You know, and and. and when you're young, you're vulnerable, and you listen to everybody that that's. Fuck yeah. But but there comes a certain point in time where you now you're just hearing it, and you know it's not in your best interest, but it's in this. Yeah. And so you know you got to do what you got to do. Look, I've spent a lot of time building my brand. All right, I've built my brand. I know some people don't like that I've spent a lot of time building my brand, but I have. I don't know that I'm necessarily sitting here telling you that, like, I can't wait to get a job in radio. Yeah. Like, I'm just not, like, I'm, I'm kind of over that, to be honest. Like, between me and you, Will, yeah, like, I don't. Between you, I, me, and all the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> it, like, it's just not really, that's not something I wake up every day thinking. Yeah. So, I'm doing this. I'm doing my show. I'm doing my brand. And I think the one thing that that I want to be is is genuine. I want to I want to let you know that I'm honest about everything, whether it's my opinion, whether it's my personality, whether it's you know anything that we talk about, yeah. whether sports related, outside in the street, like this. What you what you are listening to is what you're gonna get the minute we walk out of the studio. Yeah. I've had people come into the studio, be a guest in the show before we hit record. It was like 
a completely different person from yeah, when we hit yeah. record. And I'm like, dude, like, that's fucking weird. Yeah, I see that a that lot. That is fucking weird, right? <laughs> like, that's, but that's not what this show is. And, and so, for, but for people, for people to be hung up on that, it's like, yeah. well, what is it? Is the accent not good enough to get a gig in those spots? Or is it, you know. I think, personally, wait, I think wait, the or, accent's or, a good thing, or, or is it, I don't, I, but it doesn't even matter. Or is it like. <laughs> Still such a thing where you hung up on it to the point where you're still talking about me. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Like yeah. There's, yeah. there's something that I'm not really understanding with it. Then you got Maz who's like, oh, please. Oh, please what? <laughs> if you really want me to be honest with my reaction, Felga, it's like, hey, he mentioned me. Like that's, <laughs> I listen to that and I go, I must be doing something right. Yeah. Then I, you know, I hear Maz say that and I'm like, you know, please. Tony Maserati and Don Osillo are the only two people I know that look like a thumb. <laughs> okay, that's my reaction to that. Um, but then like, he's from Providence. So I'm like, I'm not from Providence. Yeah, what the that fuck part are you was fucking about? weird, dude. So I don't know if the other kid's from Providence. Yeah. I thought he was from Virginia. Yeah, that's... I, but maybe that's that's me not knowing. But why would I know? I mean, I'm not over there. I'm not in their station. <laughs> but it's like I know I've I've heard from some people like, dude, you hear that? You gotta fire back, and you hear it all the time. It's like they tweet at you like that. It's like they tweet. No, you like, I get texts like uh, from from friends or something. Uh, okay, and. Uh, it's like fire back with what? Yeah. Do you know what just happened? <laughs> like, they like they just mentioned me. Yeah. I wasn't talking about them. They're never, talking about me. I never listened to that station ever. I only listen to EI because you're on, and I'm like, I called in the other day while you were on. I like calling. Yeah, in. Yeah, you did. Being like, Danny boy, it's well in the car. <laughs> My, I'm, I'm calling from Providence. What's your hometown? <laughs> oh. Where we all talk like people from Boston. I, I don't get. I don't know. Like, I don't even know what that means. People in, people in Providence have, a, like, a almost... They have an accent, but it's not quite the same as... Yeah, accent. I just... It's funny, too, because I have some friends, when I go on the radio, I have friends who are like, oh, you, 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 lo- you lose the accent when you go on. Yeah. And it's like, I don't try to do... It's th- whatever. Like, I'm on. And that's it. So, yeah. it's people in the business think it's too much. People who I know personally, who have worse not accents enough. than me, it's like, dude, what are you doing? It's like, <laughs> well, what the fuck is it? Yeah. I'm not trying to sit here and please anyone with a certain accent... Why don't we all just get over it? Because, uh, you know, it's an on-issue to me or my product in this show and my brand, which I built a certain way, and this is the way it's going to stay. And if people don't like it, then yeah. fuck off. Fuck I don't know. you, Maz. <laughs> Take that, Maz. <laughs> but anyways. Thumbs hey, up to your to face. To get the shout out Maz there. I'm not, even not, I'm not even part of this station. Uh, am, I in the, am I in the kitchen? Uh, Would you say I'm in the kitchen? Uh, you're in, in their the, kitchen? Yeah, you're bit? in their kitchen you're for sure. Yeah. Am I in someone's kitchen? You're up in their bread box, uh, I might be bro. in someone's kitchen. I don't know. You're up in that bread box. I don't know. I might be in someone's kitchen. Anyways. I like a good, uh, you know, if I went to Chicago and, t- and wanted to listen to some sports radio, I'd want to hear a Chicago accent. Yeah, you know what the funniest part about the whole thing is? I was doing Sports Tonight TV with Mike Felga. I've done a ton of TV with Felga. Yeah. I actually was a part of Patriots pregame and postgame live one season. Oh, wow. Where it would be me and Felga split screen. I got videos, I think, on my Instagram of it. We go back and forth. And, um, like, I thought, you know, I thought it was fine. I, and, and I think that he thought it was fine, too. I mean, I don't know what he's saying behind the scenes, but... Do you guys talk ever? Like, Felga? Yeah, you Well, when I've friends? been on... Here's the thing. When I've been... Well, I don't really have, Do have friends in the media. I'm not in, like, the media clique, if that's yeah. what you're asking. Like, I, like, you can't text him and be like, hey, thanks for the show. No, I don't know. I, honestly, I can't. Like, I'm just... Do you want me to text him no, for you? No, cool. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't um, <laughs> no, but anyways, I've done uh, plenty of TV with Felga, and one time we were doing sports tonight. We go... We're sitting on, on stools next to each other, and we're at commercial, and he looks at me and he says, he goes, anyone ever tell you to lose your accent? Wow. And I said, we're at a commercial break. And I go, yeah, actually, they have. <laughs> and he's like, 
and you've never lost it. Good. He goes, he goes, don't ever lose it. He goes, you know, some of these fucking people who, who try to tell you that, don't listen to them. Don't do it. Love I it. Agree. Love I... it. And he said he loved it, which makes me think back to the clip. I'm like, well, maybe he wasn't saying he hated it because he did say he loved it. But I think you're funny. definitely in his kitchen then because he's this dude's fucking got you on the brain. I mean, man. if he's still thinking that was like four or five years ago. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, he likes um, you, dude. I was I was pretty shocked and honored. and Picard next season. <laughs> a coming, Maz. It's coming, Maz. Oh man, what are you gonna do? The human man? thumb. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it does look like a thumb. Maz will Doesn't be uh, yeah. Maz will be dressing up in the oh, Wally outfit. Oh man, <laughs> oh. it's getting sweaty. I can see it on you. Oh, this studio is 115 degrees right now, so. Let's get back to the main topic of conversation. Did you watch the lottery the other night? I NBA did. Lottery? I did. I loved it. Uh... What was your reaction? I saw some reactions from people on Twitter, which is so stupid. Like, like it's rigged. I so loved that up. they got number one overall, but I was not jumping for joy in my undies in the living room. Okay? Like, I just, I was excited, but that's that. Like, <laughs> was... it's not like Kevin Durant. It, there wasn't the Durant. Yeah. This, is, this draft is not the Durant. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, Markel Fultz. He could be a very nice player. Here's the thing that I'm hung up on on Markel Fultz. Is that everything I hear about him is, well, he's as close as you're going to get to the short thing. It's like, well, <laughs> that's not what I'm looking to hear, to be honest with you. I'm looking to hear that he is the short thing. Not yeah. the closest thing to the short thing. But the Celtics get number one overall. They're saying Fultz is the projected number one overall pick. What's your reaction to the C's? Everyone, Getting the ping pong balls to fall their way. Well, I've I've watched that. I've watched that. I don't think every year, but I usually watch the lottery, and I love like all the little tweaks. But I, I've always thought it was like rigged against the Celtics. So I was I was watching to prove to my buddy Paul, who was watching it with me. I was like, we will not get the number one pick. Mm. Like, we will get we'll get two or three because it's pretty much got to happen. But we are not going to get the number one pick. So I was just shocked that we actually got it. Uh, and you know, I I think what's his name, uh, Grousebeck, whatever, Wick. How do you even say that guy's Wick name? Wick Grousebeck. Yeah, his, his uh, <laughs> that guy's name is like it looks like I don't even know. It's like a, it's like a lang- it's like Russian. Like I can't even yeah. read it. Uh, but I was like, yeah, this guy he looks surprised. I'm surprised. But I had the same thought as you. I was like, there's no one out there like in this draft that I'm like we gotta get him. Like no, even Odin like. I was a total, like, mark for I was like, Odin's going to be the next Shaq. He's going to be better than Shaq. He's going to be like Hakeem. You know what I mean? So I was excited about that year with Durant, but I'm not that excited about Lonzo Ball or um, anyone, really, but Celtics fans seem to be. I've never been a guy that's even that excited about rookies. Wait a minute. You mentioned Lonzo Ball. I mean, y'all wearing the big ball of brand sandals from (laughs) what I can see. How much you pay for those fucking things? Um, I actually had to... I had to sell one of my nieces for him. <laughs> you don't. Will yeah. actually does not have those on. Pumas. You have Pumas. Puma sandals. Um, what do you think those Pumas cost you? 20 bucks? I, not 25 even. bucks? 12 at Marshall's. 12 bucks? Two years ago. These, right. are, these are a couple old. These are old. Well, the Ball family, big ball of brand. Yeah. Yesterday, uh, t- here's, here's my issue with the Ball family. First of all, I said it on the podcast, the, the first podcast of the week earlier. If you're the Celtics, you don't go anywhere near Lonzo Ball. You don't. You let him go to the Lakers at number two. You pass on him. I don't care if the Lakers had the one pick and they passed on Ball and he fell to you. You still should pass on Ball, and at that point you take Josh Jackson. You cannot take Lonzo Ball because his father's just an absolute dickhead. He said (laughs) yesterday that the big ball of brand 
He was he's asking for now three billion dollars. Three billion. What? Are you serious? For a shoe for a shoe deal. Are you serious? Three billion. Unless I'm reading this wrong. No. And I don't think I am. But here's my biggest issue with the Va Ball. I guess he like You don't ever ever need to play basketball again if you have three billion dollars. You no, know, he was on a show yesterday and said some crazy <laughs> shit. Here's my issue. Why are we putting LeVar Ball on these shows? Why are we interviewing LeVar Ball? <laughs> I agree. For the love of God, stop interviewing this guy. Well, you know what? He's a clown. He's a rating. He gets ratings. People want to see him. That's all that matters, Danny. Come on, man. Is he? Yeah, well, people like me, assholes who are like, all right, this guy might say something fucking crazy, See, stupid. I'm, I got to watch. You know? I'm, see, I'm not. I'm, I'm ignoring it. I'm yeah. like, if I see LeVar Ball's name, I'm not even going there. And you know what? Pete, my producer, Pete Needham, who's not in here today, he was giving me shit in a show a couple weeks ago. He was saying, because I went on this rant on, on LeVar Ball, and, and I, I called out for people to stop interviewing him because it's it's not even a good interview. I mean, it's not a good interview. The guy's an idiot. Could you imagine? But, I, but Pete said to me, he said, he said, well, if LeVar Ball came in here right now, you'd interview him. I said, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> I said, I would throw you my phone. I would say, hit Facebook Live, hit record, and I would get it on Facebook Live, me, Rejecting the interview. Wow, really? I would. Wow, I would not. We would not do this. He, they would not do well in Boston with with Ainge. And well, he already culture. said the only team they're going to work out for is the Lakers. I know, which is fucking nuts. And they got the number two pick, I so hope, it's probably going to work I out. I hope the Lakers pass on him. I mean, if you're the Celtics, realistically, you should be talking to the Lakers and and saying, "Hey, move up to one. If not, we're going to either take ball or trade the pick to someone else who will take ball." So you give us. You give us two, we'll give you one, but we also want, let's say, Julius Randle, too. You know what I mean? Try to work out some. Or, Russell. hey, <laughs> even if it's a future pick, you know, a future, yeah. another pick. You know uh, what I mean? I, I just think the Celtics right now are in position to, they don't, the number one pick is a great prize. And yeah. if they end up taking it and you end up getting Fultz, you know, it's going to be very exciting, and I'll be very interested to see what this Celtics team does with that. The problem the Celtics are in is a great problem to have. Either keep the pick, yeah, all right, or trade the pick. What do you want them to do with it? I think they have to keep the pick. If you're, you know, we never get the number one pick. We got to use it. We're ne- we might never get it again. It could be 75 years. Get the pick, get Fultz or Ball, and then either trade them. But don't draft somebody number one for the Boston Celtics, I think. You know, it never happens. It's got to happen. I don't know, man. And I, I think, don't know. I, think, uh, I just don't know. People say Fultz could be, like, great, and him and Isaiah are best buddies, and, like, he could fit in great with the system. All right, well, here's the deal. If you draft Fultz, you have to trade, you're going to have to trade Isaiah Thomas. You know why? He's not going to want to stay. You don't think so? I don't think so. When I put myself in Isaiah Thomas's shoes, a guy who was Which unde- you can fit into. He was <laughs> No, you ever see that commercial where the guy wears the huge shoes and the yeah. and the foot locker and he's walking out and he actually ducks under the walkway? <laughs> yeah. That's such a great commercial. Uh, that commercial will never get old. But if I put myself in Isaiah Thomas's shoes, and undoubtedly, he was frustrated in the days and even weeks after the trade deadline where the Celtics didn't yeah. make a move to improve this team. If y'all looking at it going, if you're Isaiah Thomas, you say do you know what we could get for this first for this number one overall pick? Yeah. And get a return to help us beat Cleveland next year and the year after that? Do you know what we could do and then I sign an extension and what our window is for the next five That's years? True. If you're Isaiah Thomas, you have to be thinking of that. Now, if people keep telling me, well, if they draft Fultz, you know, Isaiah and Fultz can play together. They those people might be right. You might be right. Here's the problem. Isaiah Thomas has a decision himself to make. He only has one year left on his deal. Yeah. He does not have to resign in a place. That would essentially be saying, we're going with the kids. Not only are we going with the kids, we're going with the kids at your position. Yeah. If I'm Isaiah, 
I would not be happy if they take Fultz. So I think that if you take Fultz, if you're the Celtics, you're going to have to move Isaiah Thomas. You can't move Isaiah Thomas after this year. Well, look, you're going to have to. If you take Fultz, you're going to have to. I'm sorry. You're going to have to. Um, In a perfect world, Isaiah Thomas isn't frustrated and wants to stick around. Great. But I just don't think in the business that they're in, in the world that I live in, which is reality, this guy is not going to want to stick around. All right? He's just not going to want to stick That's around. That's fucking great. Here's what I, here's what I want to do. I want them to just at least shop the pick. Well, yeah. I want them to at least get nuts. Call New Orleans, say, Anthony Davis, what's it going to take? <laughs> Call other teams, what's it going to take? Get nuts. I'm not saying you need to pull the trigger on any of these deals. DeAndre Jordan. But you him? also have... LA. Look, you have the 2018 Brooklyn pick next year. And I don't know if you're paying attention to Brooklyn. Yeah. But if I'm Brooklyn, right? I'm going to put myself at someone else's shoes. If I'm the Brooklyn Nets, <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm looking at this going, I'm not improving this year. And I'm not improving next year. You know why? Because you got this kid, Zion Williamson, who's going to be not available for next year's draft, but the year after his draft in 2019. Yeah. And that's the kid. Zion Williamson is like the kid who's dominating in high school, like oh, okay. LeBron was dominating in high school. All right. All right? Yeah. That's, that's the guy. So if you're Brooklyn, you look around the league, you're like, hey, a lot of the bad teams, like Philly, the Lakers, yeah. you know, those teams, they're getting better with all these picks. They might not be in the running with us the next two years. So if we don't improve next year, we're probably going to be that not be that much improved the year after that, which means we're going to be in position for Zion Williamson. And if you're the Celtics, and let's say you think that's their plan, <laughs> you have to take that 2018 pick and think, we're either going to keep this for ourselves after we trade this year's number one overall, or we're going to shop that as a pretty big trade chip and say to teams, look at Brooklyn. Yeah. You mean to tell me this couldn't be number one overall next year? This this could happen. You got another trade chip. The Celtics have trade chips. I want to win right now. Will, that's where I'm at. I want to <laughs> win right now. Yeah. And I know a lot of people have tried to tell me now that it's number one overall, that Jimmy Butler's off the table. I think Paul George is off the table because I think he's he's set on going to the Lakers. Yeah. That's been a rumor. I don't not believe that rumor. In fact, I, I believe it every second to the point where it's like, don't even try to get Paul George anymore. But Jimmy Butler... I'm, I know people say he's not worth the number one overall pick. Well, let's not look at Markel Fultz. We do this every—people do this all the time. We put guys who've never played in the NBA <laughs> oh, on this pedestal where we're willing to then look at a guy who's an all-star elite scorer in the league now. now. Yeah. And we're looking to now sort of kick them a little That's bit my, and say, eh, he's not as good as—he's not as good. I agree with you 100%. That's so. That's tough. crazy Everyone talk. Does that's that. brainwash type shit. Well, it's 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 seeing the future as brighter than it is. Like, well, we he could be. It's like it's the mystery box on the game show. You know, here's ten thousand dollars, but what the fuck could be in this mystery box? Mm. You know what I mean? And you'll see people be like, I'll take the mystery box, and it's like a fucking coat hanger. And they're like, fuck, you know. But you know, it's one of those things where the mystery and the grass is always greener. I think it takes a rookie like two or three years in the NBA. I mean, even John Wall, who's now a fucking awesome player. And was amazing in college. He wasn't like right out of the gate, really. Yeah, good. but is John Wall like? This is the misconception here. You look at number one overall picks with point guards, and tell me the ones that have won championships in the last couple of years. Kyrie Irving's won, but has Kyrie yeah. Irving won a championship because he's good? No, he's won it because LeBron's the best <laughs> in the league. Yeah. Like I'm sorry, I just there are a lot of very good point guards. We get so wrapped up in this all-star point guard conversation. I look at the Celtics, I go, you already have it. Yeah. You need true. the elite scorer points. on the wing. That's what you need. And if you, I'm still looking at it going, if you told me you could land Jimmy Butler and you think you could have a number one overall pick next year as well, yeah. 
I mean, there's other moves to be made around that. I mean, again, Gordon Hayward, they're talking about. And I'm not really sold on uh, Gordon Hayward. Uh, no way. I'm not. Like, I'm not. Everybody loves him. How do you love Hayward and not like Butler? I just, that oh, doesn't make any sense I, to me. I take That Butler. makes no sense to uh, me. Yeah. Hayward. Me too. Yeah. No me way. too. But I, I mean, mean, Butler looked fucking awesome against us in that whole whole series. Butler's a much better defensive play than anybody in their mother in this town wants to give him credit for, too. Yeah, that's true, too. So, I, I just, I look at it and I'm like, if you get Jimmy Butler still. And I know people are putting this number one overall pick now that we know it's number one overall, and they're putting it on this pedestal, which means we're putting Markel Fultz in this pedestal. Yeah. It's like, damn, Fultz could be a very good player. But is he that, like, LeBron type? Is he even, like, it's just, I'm. We can't tell. Here's, can't here's what we had. We had a, Will, we had this conversation before you came in uh, with the boys in back of Beantown Athletics. It's when you look at, right, take LeBron James. Yeah. You saw him dominate in high school. Yeah. Right. We wa- we were watching his game. <laughs> we were watching his game on games on ESPN. Yeah. We're crying out loud. High school games. I watched a documentary if, about if him. If you in high put him, if you put LeBron James in college for one year, would he have missed out in the NCAA tournament? Mm. Honestly, would he have missed out in the NCAA tournament? No. No way. No, there's no chance in hell. He might have won the whole damn thing. You ran the gauntlet. Could have sent him to like Santa Clara Community College. Markel Fultz. <laughs> Didn't, couldn't get to the NCAA tournament. And I know we could, no, I don't know the rest of his team. In fact, I praise Josh Jackson. I'm a Josh Jackson guy. Oh, I love It's Josh because Jackson. I watched more Kansas like than Washington. I like that you're one of his guys. I yeah, like that I love him. Up, yeah, I'm a Oh, huge my God. It was like every game I watched, he would just, he's got length. He's stealing balls. He's pickpocketing yeah. guys. He's running around. He can score. Love that, dude. This guy is like, I love just feel like he's the Josh complete Jackson. package. But, yeah. but, you know, when we look at someone who, you know, an elite player like Fultz, Last time I checked, Washington, they didn't go to the NCAA tournament, right? No. So, if, if you're telling me that if you put someone like LeBron James in co- like one year of college, he would have missed the NCAA tournament? That's no. laughable, right? No, no, he probably would have won it. You could put four, you could put four, uh, four of those like inflatable things they put outside car dealerships at the other position, he still would have won. Yeah, so... I- <laughs> <laughs> That dude. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's how the Celtics look last he, night. Oh my god, him. dude! What about uh, Oladipo? You think you like him, Victor Oladipo? Yeah, I think Oladipo's got a big future. I think uh, <laughs> I, I'd, I'd see him as a pick. We, I, I loved I him trade. in college, though. I like Oladipo. I loved him in college. He just doesn't get a chance to shoot anymore. <laughs> Come on. Um, <laughs> who else? There's another guy I'm always rooting for. I can't remember right now off the top of my head, but Oladipo's but, one of those guys. I always, I, I expected big things. I was like, this dude's gonna be like Jordan. <laughs> But I have, have I talked you into at least considering shopping the pick? Yes, you absolutely have. You absolutely have. And you got me, especially when you talk about Jimmy Butler. I'm like, you know what? And I'm not a rookie. I'm not a fan of rookies. But I'm, I got to admit, I'm a little bit like, we got the number one pick. Like, we got mm-hmm. to draft it's somebody. It's a sexy topic now. Um, Plus, you fuck it, it up. Good. You don't want to be like the Blazers uh, with Michael Jordan, you know what I mean? And being like, oh, we passed on like the greatest player ever. We didn't know it. You know? <laughs> Josh Jackson, who turned yeah. out to be the greatest shooting forward <laughs> in the history of the league. Yeah, you know? You never know. That's um, the fun of sports. But I just, look, my advice you don't have to pull the trigger on a deal. And I wrote this in my column for today's Boston Metro is that my only advice at least shop the pick. Get nuts. Throw crazy deals out there, crazy offers out there for guys who you might even think are untouchable. See what's happening. See what conversations can take place. Pick up the phone. Don't hang up the phone. Listen to calls. Make your own <laughs> offers. Shop the pick. Right between now and the June 22nd draft, there's no reason not to do that. No. Uh, Markel Fultz is not good enough. Where he's, he, he's a very good player. And 
you know what? If they make the pick, I'm not saying I won't be excited to see how he progresses and, and how he performs in the NBA. I'll be very interested to see it. And I'll be rooting for him to have success. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just, I'm looking at him and I'm looking what's around the league and I'm looking what this Celtics team is right now. And I'm thinking to myself, eh, you already found your point guard that's scoring at 30 points a game. And um, I think if there's a way you can get an elite scorer on the wing who's a little bit more consistent than scoring and shooting yeah. than guys like Bradley, guys like Crowder, then you go get that guy. Yeah. And um, you got me. You convinced. You were the one who sold me on Isaiah when, like, halfway through the season. When I, I did, I was right? Like, I don't know about this guy, dude. I don't know. And you were like, well, hold on, let me do your fucking super thick Providence accent. <laughs> well. Isaiah's great. Scott started. I love how. I wonder what you sound like to them. You know what I mean? I know. Like, I don't know. I can just. I, I mean, to you, like my my mother sounds like you. You know what I mean? Like mine too. Like in in not not like a higher, not even in a higher register. Like the exact. You know, she sounds exactly like you. Well, <laughs> you. I mean, there are people that, you know, I surround myself with just growing up, and people that you hang out with, and friends of mine, and and people that we I see now when I yeah. go. You know, that I'm friends with going to local establishments and restaurants and bars and shit. And I'm listening to them going, I know I don't sound this oh, bad. Yeah. Like, people give me shit. But if I could take people around with me and, and con- <laughs> I used to have, have a- conversations with some of my friends, you'd be going, oh, I used to have fuck? a joke in my act like about guys in Boston whose accents are so thick you can't tell if they're deaf or not because they're like, dog, you got to beat them last night, dog. <laughs> Go out there and watch a fucking Browns start the fucking all over the place. Yeah. I can't even tell what's going on that guy. You know what I mean? You're like, what part of Boston are you from? I'm fucking too close to the power plant, I think, dude. What the fuck? Oh, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> uh, Edison, they're not. Edison's gonna oh. be torn down, and who knows what the fuck that was gonna that be? Into. My mansion. I don't know was, what they're all, turning. It was always my. I don't dream. know what they're turning Edison into, but that's for another. That that's yeah. for another time. I gotta go soon. You gotta go. I know. You gotta go. Um, and we're both going to get a haircut. To I've already lost 10 pounds in the studio. That's now 145 <laughs> degrees. Um, real quick, thoughts. And I, I can't let you go here without oh, yeah. give, you know, telling me what you think about your girl, Jizzy, telling uh, the world that Tommy Boy had a couple of concussions. Uh, you know, sometimes when I'm in front of a microphone, I forget uh, that the, the whole world is on the other side. And my tummy, sometimes when I make dinner, he forgets um, how to put fork in mouth, and he misses, and uh, we help. And, you know, in Brazil, everyone gets concussions, so we don't worry. But I like my tummy, and, and when he's old, I'll feed him, so no one worries. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> People are freaking out. Tom Brady had concussions. My reaction to that is no shit. <laughs> yes, Tom Brady, NFL again, no shit. And NFL player concussion, no shit. But Giselle definitely slipped up there. Um, I just uh, Jizzy. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm I'm stepping away from football for the summer. We're going baseball, NBA playoffs. Like we'll go to some other stuff. Don't be like but, ESPN but, and cover football yeah. all year. All year round. <laughs> Will. You are at Chunky Cinema in Nashua, New Hampshire, this Saturday night, May 20th, boom, boom. at 8 o'clock. And I read on your website, June 2nd, you're going to be in a church? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a church that they bought and turned into a bar, Stone Church, really cool. And uh, it, from the outside, it looks like a church, and then you go in, it's just a, a cool bar with a really high ceiling. All right, and then you go to willnoonan.com. Yeah, Subscribe to the Hypothetically Podcast. Yeah, check it out. It's been doing real well lately. A lot of new listeners, a lot of ratings, and uh, there you go. We're having fun. There you go. All right, Will. Thanks a lot for Thank stopping you, by. Danny. We'll have you again soon, dude. I'll be on Felger and Maz. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, well, get this show whenever you want at dannypicard.com. Also, subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and even on the Podcast One Network. Get me on Twitter, Facebook, all forms of social media. Have a great weekend, everybody. I'm out. Talk to you Monday. <laughs>